Okay. That's good. The topic which was asked the end of last week's year, which is really an important topic. I assume it was asked because of the current events, but it's a topic which needs to be asked either way around. That is, what's Judaism's position, what's Yiddish guy's position on racism? Obviously, in a world which racism is considered to be a negative, an evil manifestation of what people can do, so obviously it's, lo- it's a loaded question also. It's not a new question. I'm going to start with uh, the Rishonim to speak about this. Where is it brought in the Rishonim? In the beginning of the Sefer Kuzari. In the beginning of the Sefer Kuzari. And the Kuzari, the king says to the Chafim, he says, I wasn't going to ask the Eden to come and present their religion to me because it was clear to me that they can't be the trusted people. Why? He says, look how they downtrodden, how they oppressed, how they persecuted, how they, how they treated by the whole world. But for whatever reason, he decided, nevertheless, he decided to ask the Chacham his opinion. And the Chacham told him that why we, the basic principles of Yiddishkeit. And the Kuzri asked the Chacham, how do you look at the guy? And the Chacham told him, just like you understand, it's famous from the Kuzri, just like you understand, there are things which are dominant in the world, things which are inanimate, and there's a category called the Temer, things which uh, grow, and there's a category of chai, things which are alive, and there's a category of medaber, people who can talk. So just like I have all these categories, there's another category called Yisra. It's a different category. And the king's answer that was, I knew I should have asked the Jews. He said, you just confirmed my previous opinion that I shouldn't have been asking you. What do you think? I shouldn't have been asking you? I shouldn't have been asking you. Why do you think that you're in a different category to everybody else? And before I get to the Kuzi's answer, that's the etzim, the argument of racism, always. That is, no one's intrinsically better than anyone else. All people are created equal, and therefore, regardless of colors, religion, race, ethnicity, whatever else you want to call it, gender, and to say otherwise is considered to be racist. You consider one race to be better than a different one. That's exactly the, uh, what the king told back the Khuzri, the Khuzri, I'm sorry, told back the Chacham, and he told him that you put class from a different category. Why would you do that? What's the justification for that? Now, before I get to what the Kuzri answered, let's, extend, let's understand the point. Because it's, uh, like I said, it's something which often comes up, especially in Kirib sessions, especially in question and answer sessions with non-from people. But it's the important point for us to understand. Do we consider ourselves intrinsically better than everyone else? 
Is there an intrinsic mice with the transnational? What does that mean? We can say we're different. We like this, we like that. That's one thing. We can say we're different. But to say you're different is not the same thing as saying you're better. Right? I can say, for example, if you happen to be English or American or Canadian or Belgian, it's different. It's a different passport, a different nationality. No one's saying one's better than the other one, they're just different. The, problem, what, what the argument is you say you're better. So for different religions to say they're different, right? Okay, acceptable. I, I, I hold like this, you hold like that. I support this part, you support that one. With that, we can have our differences, we're both equal. The argument always comes as you say you're better. What makes you better? Okay, so therefore, the, the first point, the first point is, yes, it's, it's an intrinsic, but what can we do? It's an intrinsic part of, Kli, of Yiddishkeit, the Klai Shalobel. We said every time we said, Tal B'chartano, Tano, Tano, you made us better. Yes, it applies to halacha also. The halacha is that if a person is to save a Jew or a guy, you save the Jew. There's a din of a muscle mom in Israel, has a different din to muscle mom in Akko. And it was a, Hanra the halacha is applied to the difference between a person, the way the person is misyachas to a Jew, misyachas to a guy. So yes, we do hold, by Israel are better. Not just different, better. What's the explanation for that? What do the Khazari say? So just one after the didn't we choose Hashem? Once he chose us, we made us better, he made us better, raised us, elevated us. What's better about us? What's better about us? Physically, we're exactly the same as a guy. Even though the Gemaras, which are mashed, but not like that. That's Yisraeli, Chavukubai, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. Right, it's a, it's a good one, but it's a, the mice, physically, it's a, the Gemara said it. That's what I just said, it's a good one. Chabu Gupai is a good one. If that be argued, it would be a stereotype, <laughs> but I agree, so I was like, <laughs> I go about it. So, that's not the area where the difference. Where's in the Kudu where they're different? The Kudu where they're different is that Klaish will have another dimension. This is what the Kuzari said. He says, why is a tree better than a stone? Why is an animal better than a tree? They all exist. They all exist. What makes one better than the other one? So you can answer one of two ways. What makes a person better than an animal? We're all living creatures. We all breathe the same air, eat the same food. So what makes us better than animals? And it's, I'm going to get it. You're going to take the, the same liberal argument to its extreme. We're not better than animals. So we have no right to use them, we have no right to kill them, we have no right to do experiments on them. There are people who go that route. Okay, but for most people that don't hold of that, right? if you want me to disprove it, we'll do it a different time. It's not worth the time now. But if you, for most people, understand yes, we will sacrifice the animal life for a human life. We can. Kill or shaft animals to eat them. We can use animals to work for us. Why? What right do we have more than them? We the Vedas. What right do we have to impose our will on the animals and make them do what we want? It's like slavery. What's the answer? 
What's the answer? So most people will tell you that being as world script that people are more, so to speak, primary elements in the world. The animals are there to help people in whatever way it's going to be. To work for them, to feed them, whatever in whatever form it's going to be. And if that's the case, so then it makes sense. We justify it because we say we're more an echo in the world. Okay. If that's the case, the Siddha Kazarat in the Melech. He said, if that's the case, we must understand that the way we look at the world is that people are created for a purpose. Not just time to populate the world, people are created for a purpose. And that purpose is of a decision. And therefore, just like I understand, people are more central to the world than animals. Not because the animals aren't doing an important job in the world, but because the, the, the people are doing a more central role in the world. And by the same token, I understand Klai is doing a more central role in the world. That's the premise of what people are created for. Other people, they're doing a lot of stuff. It's great. They're running a national, international economy. They're producing, mass producing all the food and clothing what everyone else needs, like the Gemara says. But it's because automatically they're taking a secondary role. A secondary role. And therefore, if you ask what's more important, you always start with what's the primary importance. Those are what's primary importance, and then from that we can branch out into secondary, tertiary, and so on. Devils are how important something is. Okay. Now here comes the biggest side, which is always important to add to this point. And that is, do does Yiddishkeit consider us to be better than the Goyim? Yes. But it's not racism. Why not? Because what the world calls racism today is the, the, the camaraderie to it. And that is, if we're better than you, then that's and we have more rights than you. So we can, t- we can take away from, in its extreme form, it's going to be like uh, genocide. We can just destroy you. Because we're a different race, or a better race, we'll just, we'll just wipe you out. Right? If it's not as extreme as that, we can exploit you, we can take things away from you, we can enslave you, like we did to the Africans over the centuries. Right? That's the second point. It has nothing to do with the concept of, is there a primary and secondary goal? That's the that's second question of, can we exploit, so to speak, somebody else? Does that give us the right to use them? And for the most part, as Yidin, we don't have the right, so to speak, to exploit God. On the contrary, we know that uh, we have to deal with them, but then we know that we have to, we can't cheat them, we can't steal from them, whatever, whatever that is like. It doesn't give us the right that because we consider ourselves better, therefore we negate the, the rights they have, or the, we can't go kill or either for no reason. Right? So we, we don't take away their rights just because we consider ourselves to be more primary. Now you should know, the world's gone through a big change. Because, and that's why you'll find not so much references in the Rishonim. Because until recently, every religion was, was, was racist, but to extremes. But until today, Islam believes that if you're an infidel, which means a non-Muslim, they can kill you. In some places, they think it's a mitzvah even. You sign your share, it depends which one part of Muslim you're part of. But, so that, that's, I'd say, racism taken to the extreme. Not just we, you, we're better than you, but therefore, by contrast, you don't have the right to exist. Christianity also... Any, any guy that don't kill, <coughs> keep shem mitzvah in enough. Sorry? A guy that doesn't keep shem mitzvah in enough, should kill, no? No. Go ahead, Mitzvah, to go and get in, go ahead. 
There was a once of there was a shiva mitzvah. Shiva mitzvah is so the shiva almost has knan. We had a mitzvah together. No, if a guy if a guy doesn't keep shiva mitzvah, then we don't say it. We don't say it. We don't have to kill him. He's over with us. He's going to kill him. Chayv misa. If he was the best, he would have misra. It's over with us. That's one thing. But that doesn't make him. That doesn't make him to be a Jew. Right, but today it's time to kill Goyim without uh, that framework. Really. A lot of things where you see fellow Jewish rights are better than Goyish rights. I think that's mostly positive. Mitzvahs. Mitzvahs. Right. But uh, it doesn't take away the rights somebody else has. The Christians are going to listen to the point. They also used to be like that. If you weren't Christian, then you were a fair game to be destroyed because you didn't deserve to exist. It's only because of the more liberal thinking, which is in, which was the result of the Renaissance, which was an anti-Christian movement, really. Right? They have now come full circle. Now they claim that their religion, which is accepting and loves everybody and wherever else is going to be, that was never what the Christians used to believe. It's just more popular today. On the contrary, the treatment of Jews through the centuries has just proved that point. That was exactly the same as the, the, the Muslims who wanted to... They started taking off statues around from the people that like... They were like the people that had stakes and stuff in America. Yeah. Instead of just start doing that for people that tortured Jews, they'll take off every statue in Europe. For sure, 100%. So don't, don't believe that the, the Christians ever had that shit. Just today, since that's become the, the, the thinking of the Western world, so the church has to see, you know, tell the line and go along with it. There's never been there. Was no, never, no, no, was no, it could it be that? Uh, 100%. Um, um, the point I'm saying is that being better doesn't mean that we have better rights. But it could be the reason why the world equates racism with equality is because historically, whenever we think we're better, automatically we exploit each other. It doesn't have and to be that way. Exactly. 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 That's what I'm saying. We have to separate. That's exactly what I was trying to make. We have to separate those two points. There's considering myself better, but it doesn't take away your rights. Whereas the way that it was always accepted is if I'm better, then you don't exist. You don't have the right to exist. So I'll tell you a story. I don't know if I told it before in the city. I once had the opportunity to speak to an English clergyman. Um, opportunity more than once, but this was a particular occasion. And this is something that specifically the clergy like, love to love to argue about with Jews. And that is uh, that they, they claim that they're not racist, that they're accepting of everybody. And why do we say that we Jews are better than everybody else? Now this, this clergyman was a little bit of a chachma. So he asked me a question like this. He says, don't you also accept that all man is created in God's image? So he says, right, so if we're all created in the image of God, so what makes you better than me? We're all human beings. So I'll tell you an answer. Obviously, it's a making much more sure you understand, but it's exactly this he said. I said to him, look, I was in England at the time, he was in England, so I said like this. I said, listen, England's the martial arts, so you were, but you're any country. I said, look, citizens of the country, citizens of England, they get certain rights from the government, right? They get given 
certain well, social benefits, health, whatever the benefits that the English government gives its citizens. Citizens have certain obligations to the country. Primary citizens they don't want to pay taxes, right? And uh, all citizens in the country have to get treated the same way. I said there's a category of people where the government gives so much more to. And that's the army. The soldiers don't just given their rights and health. Uh, they get given training and they get given uh, housing and they get given salaries and everything else. The, the, the army gets given much more than average citizen. On the other hand, the requirements of a soldier are much more. It's not just pay your taxes and this and that all. You have to you know, be willing to risk your life. You have to be willing to fight. If you're willing to put time and effort in your, in, into fighting for your country. So you understand that the way the government treats the, the army is different to the way it treats the citizens. The expectations are higher and the benefits are higher. So I said that's the difference between the, the way we see the difference between Jews and non-Jews. All normal human beings which were created in God's image uh, here in this world are citizens of the world. You have duties as a citizen. And you get benefits as a citizen. Hashem gives you food, he gives you whatever you need, he gives you life, you're a citizen. He says, Christ, we're an army. We're marching to orders. And if that's the case, being as we're an army, we, we have the expectations of us are much higher. We don't just happen to be here, we're here to do something, we're here to work. We, we have, and if that's the case, the benefits are much higher too, which is correctly understood very well. Now, the Messiah says that it's, I didn't make up the martial arts from the Torah. The Torah calls us Siva Sashem, calls the army of Hashem. That's exactly the same you said. In other words, I'm saying the Kuzari in different words. In other words, what makes us better is that we, we have a function to do. Not because we're physically different, not because there's something intrinsically that we're not a human being, we're some other creature, we're not. It's that we've chosen for a job, and therefore what makes something more important is it's more central to what's running the world, so to speak. That puts us in the center position. That doesn't mean we don't need the goyim. It doesn't mean that we don't respect the rights the goyim have. Right? Just like the soldiers can't say, well, we prime, we prime citizens because we the soldiers. And that's okay. So we can just go and despoil the countryside because we can do that. It used to be like that. In the medieval system when there were the knights and the serfs. And of course, the knights felt they could do what they liked. And just took it on. that was racism in its ultimate form. Of course, exactly the same thing. If we have more rights than you do, then you don't exist. But we are going to have that's the first point. That's the first point. So is there a concept of racism? Is there a concept of that we consider ourselves better? Yes, it's primary to Yiddishkeit. It's primary to Yiddishkeit. It's not a agam thing, which has also not something to feel guilty about. On the contrary, that's our pride. Hashem chose us and that he chose us, he made us version. Now there's another point here also. Another point here also, and there's also an important point also when this, the session comes up, which it often does, which it often does, especially in of settings, because like I said, the, the liberal modern mindset is completely anti-racism, and obviously, uh, you're gonna get, that's always something which is asked to Yiddishkeit. And uh, the next point which often comes up and needs to be explained, it's your side, and that is, the reason why, why in the Goyish terminology of racism, even though we consider ourselves as cultural to be superior, that's why it doesn't apply in the Goyish terminology of racism, is because imagine you'd go to a white supremacist group, a neo-Nazi group, whatever other group it's going to be. Imagine you go to a group like that, and you'd say, you know, we have this, uh, we have this African gentleman who would love to join your ranks. 
That's not what he needs to do, and he, he wants to join. Right? What's the, what's the other way? It doesn't start. It's, you, you don't deserve to. It's, uh, intrinsically, you don't belong here. And Yiddish guy's not like that. If someone wants to join, they can. We haven't closed the door on anybody. We haven't said, some, I'm sorry, because you happen to be Puerto Rican or Spanish or Chinese or any, any other thing you want, right? So you don't, we don't accept you. We're right? discouraged. We're discouraged. We don't believe it's real. We don't believe it's real, which is always the reason we're discouraged. But if a person is genuine, we accept them. Regardless of skin color, regardless of anything else, regardless of gender, regardless of ethnicity or what I've done in the past, it doesn't make any difference, right? And therefore, to say it's, we consider ourselves different because someone's intrinsically bad, he's not. He's, he doesn't, he's not part of the army. He wants to get conscripted, he wants to get called up. On the contrary, Yiddish guy has people from any part of the world, any kind of nationality, whatever it is. And we have the same tzivuim to every guy because we're willing to accept anybody who wants to, who wants to do the same job. That's the second reason why it's not most traditionally called or considered to be racist. <clears throat> because if, if someone is intrinsically bad or intrinsically worse, inferior, then there's nothing to do about it. It's, on the contrary, when the Italian at the time said that the difference between Nazism and Christianity is that Christianity was always presented as, you know, the Jews have no rights, no Christians don't deserve to exist, but they wouldn't, they can become Christians. Nazism was not like that. And they definitely didn't want the Jews, not, not, not to convert, not to become anything, even convert Jews to kill them all. Even one Jew would be too much. Right. But, uh, but there was not, there's no option of joining. There was no, it was a race, not a religion. It was a race. And uh, the Gedalim at the time said that the reason for that was, is because the Hashem saw in the door that had they been out converting, a lot of Jews would have to get out of whatever, and therefore Hashem didn't make that an option. But that's something which is like, a, that, that's something which is an example of racism in its real form. In its real form, because it's not, it's in, in, no, in no form or shape we want to. You consider it bad in every possible way. That's the second point. Okay, the third point. This is something which, Ma'atzin people ask, more in the from world than, because the Nafu doesn't know about this too much. But uh, let, let's ask the question, let's put it in its sharpest form. The question, and we can answer it. That is, everything I've said is true, everything is good, with one exception. And it's called Amalek. Amalek. Amalek isn't just we meant to live in that live, and we're asking them that we don't take away their rights. Amalek is a different, a different story altogether. We have omitted to hate them, we have omitted to destroy them. We have omitted to do anything we can to remind ourselves of the race of Malik which we have to destroy. So let's put the question, like I said, in the strongest form. Let's see how Musa. Imagine you had the, you knew who the nation of Malik was. Imagine you were in a position to fight this Malik. And the terrorist says, destroy them man to woman to child. And the most efficient way to do that is to build gas chambers and gas them in the thousands. You wouldn't do it. So, <laughs> sorry? If there's the most efficient way and you meant to kill them, we kill them. But then insurance policy. 
So now the question is, oh, that's the question I want to get to. Right? So if that's the case, so then let's just start. The, the best way, the most efficient way to dispose of people, which you meant to destroy. So let's do it, let's destroy them. So now that's what I was going to ask. So now if we have the Amalek, let's call them the Nazis or the SS or whatever you want, they did exactly the same thing. So what's our time? So, so we could say that, and that's always the first easy answer goes, and that is because they were wrong. <laughs> Why do you have to hope it's true? No, we have to really hope it's true, otherwise we'll be exactly right. I'm the Kabbalatia there. Of course it's true, but that, that's not the point right now. The question is, so all, our only time of the Nazis, not what they did. Uh, the only time is that they possibly were wrong in Ashkop. They got it the wrong way around. If, if we would kill Amoli and build competition towns without understanding why we're doing it, we might be theoretically right. We might, what practical we're doing is right, but meaning we wouldn't be coming from a good place either. Meaning we would only kill Amoli, we should only. It doesn't mean they're not doing the right thing. I'm phrasing it wrongly. It's like it's like the Zilbosma chapter, right? In other words, you might be doing the right thing, but your intentions aren't right. So, in other words, if you understand why Amoli is bad, then it's a good thing to do. Even though it's that capital, um, um, capital punishment, even for the worst people, mm-hmm. they don't get the capital. I mean, in nowadays, you should be capital punishment. No, anyway. No, it's me saying, say, like, you know, let's say you say there are bad people, why are you killing them? Put them in prison. That's not wrong, it's not racist. Okay, so that's the question. In other words, if that's how you're going to explain it, then we're coming at is that our only time against the Nazis or if the Arabs could get their hands on Jews and they took them apart, unfortunately. But the only time is that the head Ashkoff is wrong. As a monarch, like, they think their job is to destroy Kalashov. Because we think our job is to destroy them. If that's the case, it's not nice to say it like this, but then we, we, we're not, we're not, we don't really have that much to say they're doing wrong. It's like, okay, yeah, it's an ideology. We, have the same, we actually have the same ideology, just we aren't in a position to do anything about it. But we can't say that the idea of genocide is a bad idea. We hold of it too. So this is a question which I think with people who know it in the past. Um, Andrew, I'm giving a share. I'll call you back in 15 minutes. Okay. Good. So... So that's a shot. What's the answer? So what do you want to say then? Sorry? You don't say something, what do you want to say? No, I was saying before that, that when you kill our mother, we're supposed to kill our mother because but we're supposed to understand the reason behind that. I mean, you understand that the mother is the most of I'm not saying I understand properly the reason, but Eric, right? They're, they're the most of around the world. Yeah. They, they, they bring who? So they have nine cows. You, you, no, you're right. They say so, the same thing. They say the Jews are the source of all our problems. The Jews are the source of wrath. And the best thing we can do is get rid of them. So, so meaning the, the people that were total, at, at the bottom of the line, that were totally brainwashed, then it's, it's like the Arabs that were brainwashed from, from the age of five, right? They're, they're never, but what do call them evil people? So there's no evil. It was, it was understandable. The people that, that, that created that ideology are the evil people. But only because the Shashkafa was wrong. Not because of what they wanted to do. The idea to decide to commit genocide is okay. It's just the Ashkaf was wrong and they had the wrong idea of who's, who's good and who's bad. Meaning a man hasn't got a right to create ideology to that extreme. 
Okay, okay. so now we're going to start. That's what I asked. That's exactly the question. Okay, so there's two, this, again, we're going to go the same three stages. I just, that's I'm going to go back on what I said before, I'll explain it again, because I just sharpened the question put it at a different level, but then we had some of the same still in the game. The first point. Let's say Hamid. Ask the question. If an Amalek would come onto Megayan, could we Megayan? Says the Hamid that rise from the Tanakh, Megayan Amalek. Then a Shahar of the Tanakh, Megayan Amalek in the time of David Amalek, and many other examples. It says to Megayan Chiesa Malek. Since the cotton shares the gas cotton shares the damis, I don't So the same thing, but we're going to make him. We're going to make He's not a Malaki. So that's number one. Do that even if we're scared. It's not going to share holes with the Jews. Sorry, it's not real gears. Share holes with the Chayyim. Right, option. Sorry, we'll do that even if we're scared. It's not real gears. No, it's real gears, obviously. But uh, the possibility exists. It's not like we're against the person. We're against the Muslim called the Malik. The person that wants to. Re- Give up his identity as a Malik, there's no problem with that. So I'd be forcing him to change what he's born into. That's okay. No, I'm saying it's, it's not, not the other change. He has a choice to just, to just be. Right, so I agree. He, I agree. he has to do he something. He has to do something. I understand. So we're taking it a step further. We're not saying it's in the same position as before, just leave him alone. No, we don't. It's something with it's, it's an ideology, it's a thing which is uh, antithetical to Kaishal's, opposite of Kaishal. But as a person, we give him an option. You don't have to stay as a Malik. You can opt out of a Malik. So that's, this, that's this, it's not a proper answer yet. It's just the first step to an answer. And that, that's, uh, it's not against the person. It's against the shit. And the shit is a bad shit. If a person wants to leave it and he wants to work out, he will work out. That's the first step. What's the second step? That is even for... What's the second, that's the first step. What's the second step? So this, this is the side which I have to explain. The, the one who had this inside was Shalomelech. Shalomelech was the first king of the Jewish people, and Shalomelech was given that instruction, was given that directive, go destroy Amalek. And Shalomelech struggled with it. How am I going to bring myself to destroy to the entire nation? Like the how are you going to bring yourself to destroy the entire nature? And he did it. And he didn't. And I can make that years later, when Haman wants to destroy the whole Kaisal, so it's brought down the Gemara, the Kaisal blame shot. If he would have done his job of destroying Amara, it's never happened to us. Okay, so now. Before, I want to say the first step, but I know what going to ask me, so just get a chance to say both of the texts and you can ask the question. The first step is like this. The reason why we want to destroy Amalek is because we see Amalek as an existential threat to us. 
It's not because we don't like them or anything else. It's because they're a threat. And that's from the beginning. And Hashem Shalom and Akis Shalom, as long as the mother said, they're out of distress. They're out of distress. You see, when it, whenever they have the chance, they will. Whether it's Haman, whether it's Hitler, whether it's whoever else. But whenever Amara gets the chance and they're in a position to strike out, they will. And therefore, and just like the instruction to destroy Amara was given after they attacked us. And received here in the last question the, again, they attacked us a second time. Or whenever they could, they attacked us again. It's an existential threat to Kaisha. If that's the case, it's, so the first step is it's not because we, like we, we don't want to live in Hitler. It's on the contrary. If you're someone who's out to destroy you, so then it's in the category of Abad Harga, Ashkem Harga. So that's the first point. Amalek has made it their last mission to destroy Israel. If we had had the option in the 1930s to wipe out the elite of the Nazi party, of course we would have wanted to do it. We didn't have the chance, but if you, of course you would have wanted to because it's possible. They wanted to distress. That's the best way to, to save yeah, ourselves. They're a good example of Amalek. Well, historically, they're Amalek, I don't know, but I'm saying that well, the, the, it's the same ideology of Amalek. Okay, so that's the first point. Now, why it's not a full answer yet? Because you could tell that, that maybe they held that we were, we were a threat to them, even though the Jews weren't necessarily getting up to kill Germans and whatever else it was. No one ever thought like that. Okay, but Hitler was a bit deeper than that. And uh, he writes in my book, quoting from, the, from, from his words himself. And he says that the force of the Jewish people isn't the people themselves, but they have this force running them. And that's what uh, he writes. There's a force which, which is, which is a spirit, a force which runs the Jewish people. And that's what's, uh, what's what he wants to fight against. Not that, and he says the way to get to it is to destroy the Jewish people, but it's not them themselves. It's not Jews, for the most part in Germany, were loyal citizens of Germany. You couldn't claim that, but there's this force. There's force behind the Jewish people, which is defending. Okay, so maybe he's Maragish a little bit, the concept of Kedush, the concept of whatever was anathema to him. But like I said, that's number one. To, to, to somebody that you feel as a threat to you is a different category to somebody you don't feel as a threat, you just don't like them. There's more to the answer. That's the, not a full answer. That's the second point. Now, the echo point I want to get to is this point. The third point about Amalek. And that is what many started to say, I just want to explain it a bit more. And that is, there's another point to remember. Amalek is not our fight. It's not our fight. It's not that we decided we don't like Amalek and that's we're going to destroy Amalek. On the contrary, we see Amalek in the terms of the Hashem's fight. Right? Just like the next expression we're going to have, the term Nikmas Hashem Berega, it becomes our thing. Then we can talk about racism. It's like we don't like these people, we don't like those people, whatever it's going to be. Something which is coming because this is, we understand, this is an uh, instruction that we commanded. So then, if that's the case, it's not an issue of, like, it's, we consider you an inferior race that we are against. It's we fulfilling an order. Now, why is this important? So, of course, I'm just looking at it. So, what's the difference? What's the difference? I'll tell you. The, let's start let's let's from this point.
when we talk about racism, this is the primary thing. There's two different occurs. The one is that it's not fair to the person who's being victimized or persecuted. The other one is that something wrong with the person who feels he's more, what makes you think you're more superior? There's some kind of kilkul by, so to speak, the, the, the racist, if you think, like you think you're better than other people, whatever it is, what, what makes you think like that? So, as far as the first, and therefore, if you understand like this, as far as the first point goes, the, that superiority feeling, if you're going to call it that, right? It's not coming from the fact that we consider ourselves better than you, that's how we're going to attack you. Right? We're coming to fulfill an order. Akash Brahma has been that's what we're going to do. That's number one. What about the second part? Self goes self. They're getting, they're getting killed. So it's, uh, you've, you've chosen a certain race, a certain nationality, a certain religion, whatever it's going to be, and you decided to write them out. What's the justification for that? More than the fact that it's just that they're a threat, that they're a threat to you as well, more than it's the fact that it's just, uh, like we said before, that they could opt out if they wanted to. But there's another point, the deeper point. If you look at the... The Holocaust as an example. But we can look at any other time of persecution of Jews at the same time. It wasn't just a shy of you're trying to kill everybody. There was any amount of degradation, torture, everything else I could think of doing against, against us as well. And the Holocaust, we know the story, it was recent, but every time of Jewish history was the same thing. I'll just give you an example, which I said in Purim, and it's, it's, it's an example also. When Homer wanted to kill all Jewish people, he'll somebody, also the same idea. You see, every single time in the Megiddo that Homer wants to kill the Jewish people, he always has tough and notion. First the children, then the parents. First the children, then the mothers. Why? Because next attack. Let the parents see the children getting killed first. You kill them all anyway. Why do you have to make it specifically, first kill the children, then kill the parents? Like he says every time, tough and notion. Why? Because if you, can give them, if you can give them an extra dose of pain, you can make it more, make it more difficult, more painful, more traumatic. That's what you want to do. That's the defining feature of, of, of sin. Of and that is, I'm here dafka to make this, as, not just, I, I don't, don't think you've been on here, I want to kill you. That's already one level, and the justification that I'm not is one thing. But the way it's done is a sign of that if it's, our personal hatred, our personal, so to speak, feeling that you're inferior is we're going to do everything we can to put you down, to torture you, to make, to make you feel worthless, whatever it is, before we kill everybody. And like I said, that, that was much more the, the mindset of the Germans was one example. There was always the mindset of whoever pressed Israel was, wasn't just to kill them, they didn't want them to be. It was the, the oppression, it was the torture. So that's what I'm trying, right? The enemy. It wasn't just the fact that I wanted to kill him, it was the enemy. It was a, that's the kill call. That someone's bad, that you want to do bad to them. If we would have the chance to kill Amalek, we stand there and be a dinner You don't make people suffer for nothing. You want to kill them in the Adin, in the most painless, quick, efficient method, whatever it's going to be, you have to do whatever you do, that's the thing. It doesn't come with the kill call of we trying but to, 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 to demean you. That's not broader limits. 
The myth is to kill them because they're not be Is that because we're against the ideology of actually they demonize That's the point. Racism at that level is that somebody else is less, is, it doesn't deserve to be treated like a person, whatever it is. And that's why I started off by saying we're doing what Hashem tells us to do. We don't make a shit to that. No. No. No, because we're doing it as this is a chiyu. Are we any better than Rishon Lion now? Are we any better than than the Crusaders and, and anyone that ever fought God's war? They also fighting God's war. If, as long as they kept it that way, then it's, then in, in ideology we don't agree with them, but then the shit we can't say they're wrong. Right. And they felt that they were doing a holy job of doing it. But then again, it went the same route. The Crusaders, if they went to fight the Muslims, maybe right. When they came to fight the Jews, and they also degenerated into just torture for nothing. It wasn't a, a God's war just to kill people. And technically, a terrorist, I'm saying, a suicide bomber thinks the same thing. He thinks he's fighting God's war, and he just blows himself up a little bit. Well, I mean, and, 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 why is it different to what we have to do with the body? Okay, so somehow. It's normal we don't that. So we said from the beginning. Let's just see the close to the points again. When it comes to Stam Goyim, do we consider ourselves better? Yes, because we have a primary role in the world. That's what she put us here to do. If you want to put it that we're the army. We're here to do jobs, not just not just citizens who happen to be in the world. Citizens have rights also. We want the army can't just do what likes to the citizens of the world. But as an army, there's, there's privilege, as an army, there's responsibility. That's how we see ourselves. We have to do something, we have to in a different category. Does that mean we have the right to take away from other people? Does that mean to, to not give them the rights that they have? No. On the contrary. We enforce the rights of Goyim also. There's a territory about Goyim also. We can't steal from them, we can't treat them, we can't. But, like I said, do we consider ourselves culturally and ethnically and whatever it is pure that we don't want to? No, on the contrary, we accept Goyim. Except Gary from any country, from any race or religion or color, it doesn't make a difference. There's no reason not to accept Gary as long as you know it's genuine. Now, that's as far as all the going go. When it comes to Amalek, so yes, there was a specific instruction to destroy Amalek. We said it for three levels. Number one is not ideology, we destroy, not a people. They want to convert, they can't convert. No words of Amalek, but they convert. So it's not like there's something intrinsically wrong with the people. It's the ideology that they're part of or described to which you want to get destroyed. Number two, it's a Sakonophorus. That we see our monarch is posing a real threat to us, and whenever they can, they're going to try and destroy us. So it's not just a, a matter of destruction because we consider you culturally or ethnically inferior, it's because we see you as a threat. And number three, we don't demonize them. We don't put them in a position that they're, they're free to whoever wants to deal with them, however they want to deal with them. If we're going to destroy our monarch, it's going to be in the Torah of Tibu Yashem, and we're going to do as a mitzvah. Just like when you have an example of this, in next expression. When Kalashan went to fight Midian, the sentence is destroy Midian. Destroy Midian. Okay, so we take, we make ranks, we're going to go to Midian, and Hadafi is whoever we kill, we meant to kill. Whoever they weren't meant to kill, they brought back. They didn't do anything to them. Right? The children, the ladies didn't know what to do with them. They brought them all back again. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't terrorize them, they didn't uh, afflict them in any way. Right? They were merchants to kill them. Okay, so now it's the mess of we'll kill them too. So, Anachanami, there is a, within Klaishal, there is the Muslim of destroying the Malik, but it's not in the same surah. It's not in the surah that we're going to reduce somebody to 
like in a way that we don't treat them like a person that they're not going to like we definitely want to make them suffer we definitely want to address them if we guarantee that there won't be a hidden in each other's world of life yes two such things like there is a hidden in the, in the arab world doing terrorist attacks that's what i was trying to ask how the people who might be just don't do terrorist attacks it's a fair question. I'll give you my experience. I'll tell you my experience. Not not killing a lot. But working a beshkete. Working a beshkete. There was a number of tukafas. I went to different beshketes in Europe to check the standards of the shkashos. And well, I tell you what I saw. Kimat always. Kimat always in every place I went to. And even though they always like to talk about like how we cruel to animals and how you know shkete is whatever it is against animal rights. In any special that I went to, the, the sheikh team and the boy, whoever they are, they do their job. Right? You have to hold down the, the, the sheep, you have to turn up the, the restrain the cow, whatever it's going to be, hold to pick up the chicken. So it's a production line. They do it, the sheikh did they put down the Okay. Right? Do we are we trying to be cruel to the animals? No. We join a sheikh then we want to get the meat or whatever it's going to be. And uh, it, it works like a production. When I noticed the goyish chetan, right, or slaughterhouse, whatever it is. So, yes, they're also spending the day killing cows, sheep, chickens, whatever it's going to be. Right? It's with cruelty. It's not the same thing, right? Uh, the, 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 I watched with my own eyes, right? The, the, this, uh, just one, one, the one, the, the best example I can think of in my mind now is the best near Manchester called Oldham. Right? So, I was there at the time. They were shechting and all of them was there. They had two lines next to each other. There was a kosher shechit and there was no kosher shechit. And they had this huge flock of sheep outside in the, in the English meadows and the, what? And there was one line being like walked like into the shechit and one line to the slaughterhouse. And how did that? These three or four guys who would be uh, rugby players, I don't know what you call them. They approached it like, how do they bring the sheep in? It's like, kick them, and throw them like, if I'm killing them anyway, I might as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I one more story. I had an argument there with this in a different country with the, 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 the veterinarian. Right? And this was a chicken, was a chicken run. So we were, you know, the chickens and everything. And, so he said me, no, you're not sure, it's not really fair to come with an act. Okay, so, so how do you do it? So, come on, watch, I'll show you. How did, how did they kill the chicken in this particular place? They have a conveyor belt. Right, this huge, huge conveyor belt. And basically each chicken has a clip. So each chicken, as it goes up, clip it upside down by its feet into the middle clip. And it goes feet first along the conveyor belt. And then there's this electric uh, field, like this blue electricity flame, like this electric field. So as it goes past, and like it's electrocuted to death. Okay, it goes in the line and then gets feathered and cut up, whatever it is. Because you see, as much as pain, it's just bumps instead. So I, I looked at the line for a bit. I noticed that every 10th or 11th chicken picked up its head, right? It, so it missed the bar. It's, it's head down, it's meant to get zapped by the thing, assuming the chicken has its head down. But every 10th or 11th chicken was a bit clever, so I picked its head up and then went over the thing, so it was still completely alive. Missed the possibility, really? missed the electric box. Escaped the left, except what happened next? Ten seconds later, it got feathered to the left. 
right? So I said, one second. That's insane. I said, you, could have, you, could have, you could have made the headlines for this. Huh? <laughs> Not really. The, your math is such a thing. <laughs> It's much more than half of the chicken from me going down no. the not tied up, seeing this electric exactly all its friends. Probably. Yeah. But anyway, the Pasad Sanoch, you know that the Sheikh went from the other one, because it's a Pasad. But anyway, so I said, Thomas, is this humane? You should, you, you're feathering his chickens a lot. Right? So he said, no, it's his fault. You shouldn't really put it. Okay, but it's, it's a mindset. And I'm, I'm not saying it's a thing is off. I'm saying when dealing with something, it's true. When you're dealing with killing, it makes you cruel. I, I gave a comparison, but I think it's only a comparison if the shaykh was like a real vegan. Like, we don't have any. Like, <coughs> once we are forced to do something that is something we can do that. What do you mean? People in the IDF army are cruel people? One second, one. Why? When, when you're killing shaykh, when you shaykh the cows all day, so you, you, you get used to <coughs> killing cows, right? You get used to it, but it doesn't dehumanize you to kill cows. I've got no problem with killing cows. No one said, but now that, that would make me forget about killing humans, it's not killing cows. Now that I'm used to killing cows the whole time, it, it desensitizes me to cows. Does it make me cruel to cows? No, because you never, you never have to break anything to. Uh, so I'm telling you, the tevin is. Breaking of something that so I'm telling you, that the tevin is, it does make people cruel. It does. Most people who are working in, in, in killing and slaughter, even if it's animals or chickens, it makes them cruel. 100%. I think the reason why I not like that is, like I said, as I said before, there's halakha here. We're doing it, and you have to be keeping it. It's like so much a thing of trying to do it the way it's meant to be, it doesn't just become like a killing spree. No, but I mean, that's probably breaking up on that equation. I think we're going to run into big problems when it comes to killing people. So then we're going to have to find the sheikh, and we can do a good job. Well, why should the guy with blacks and specifically? Exactly what I said. No, they have their rights. What's our point? What do you mean specifically? The, as opposed to other guys. There's no difference. The fact that. How do you look at them? And uh, but but halakha by Goyish slaves is that if a Paskan actual condition, that if a slave goes free, he's free. Pro slavery, that's we were slavery, the third is not slavery, but you have to have slaves. Once he's free, he's free. The third never said that we can go and just like capture people and make them slaves. Each black guy that's his growth, obviously. I know originally when the Nurk ever called, when the Nurk ever called to Khan, ever the body, Slena Khalami. They're meant to be a body. So the clothes and the plan, what we've got to So only black people were, were ever slaves by the evil? It could be that they were. In the time of the Melachim, it could be that people didn't have slaves. But that's not the point, because Nachamah, even the person who ha- actually has a slave, the Melach is that the slave goes free. He's the answer than he's the answer. Who said they were left free? Could you say that the tallest woman could be like a family that was still in society? Once they That's intrinsic rest. Sorry? I looked at the lower segment. Because well, that, uh, uh, part of being a model, generally, you do look at a model on the lower pedestal than, than other, other people. When they are a model. When they are a model. Right, they're not a model. But they've got a certain, they've got a certain oh, characteristic of them. I'm asking, no, I'm asking, is that you of that color? What do you call a characteristic of a model? 
You're right. The, the, but it started, it started, it started the other way around. In other words, because we're given the neshama, we meant to be shem mm-hmm. It's if we're not, it's a problem. But the the neshama can be folded. Right. And it's finally all the rise of the ring that Jews are, are chosen nations, right? All the noble prize, laureates, and all the, the wealthy people, and some of these people actually come out on these people like the shem pyramids, right? It's not a right amanifchar. It's a right that Jews are more intellectual. Well, so how do you define amanifchar? So where, where does that come from? <laughs> You're smart. Okay. We are. 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 Right. Was, was supposed to be in the guy. I'm sent. I'm sent. I'm Everyone could have been the leaders. Everyone could have been the leaders. Yeah, they still can. Like I said, there's no one stopping them. They still can. There's one last point I want to say. Well, Some with Benny asked before. I always ask, like, how come Africa was always the most uncivilized, least developed, most backwards continent? How come Africa was always so much more backwards, underdeveloped? Yeah, it's always. <laughs> The answer is Pashat. It wasn't just African. Not found parts of Southeast Asia which are like that. Not found parts of South America which are like that. The Yisod Gadol, this is an amazing thing. If you think about it, this is true in the world. Yisod Gadol, wherever the Yidin went up, went to, it landed up. It, it developed in culture, it developed in technology, it developed in everything. 
Wherever there were countries where you didn't go to? China. Right? And how can I mean? I told about 150 years ago, China was still 100% medieval. China, China. So, you didn't know. It doesn't be big numbers. We went to Africa without Mr. Mine at all. We went to Africa without Mr. Mine. There's no Eden in the third world countries. Depends where you go. There's no Eden in Africa. There's no Eden in Africa. There's no Eden in Africa. North Africa. At the time, there were civilizations in Africa. And I'm saying, wherever there wasn't a continuation, I mean, you can see this, the partial example is uh, Eastern Europe today is way behind most of Western Europe and everything. Okay, like, well, it wasn't. Yeah, no, if I can, compare North Africa to West Africa, North Africa is much more better. Compare Ghana, Nigeria, to Egypt and Morocco. Well, that's because it's because the Yidden are more industrious or more bright, whatever there is this, you can discuss yourselves, I don't have an answer. But you see clearly that wherever Yidden got to... the time the it was going well, the Eden came running. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look which came first. What? Look which came first. The Eden after they 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 the Eden the 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 no, but we see a them. We because they have a primary job in the room. They don't. We are chosen to do a job. So we're only better because of the job we're doing. We're actually better people in the world. Be more central to the world. That's the, that, that's what people are meant to be doing. We're doing that. But we're not. We're not a better person. That makes us better. What are we better? Are you more intelligent? No, I'm saying, right? I'm saying, right? I'm saying, right? I'm saying, right? I'm it comes with it, that's what I said. It goes together. I remember so much about the army. The government's going to give the army better training, better The only reason we get more, more, more from Hashem is because we meant to do something. Yes, go ahead, Benny. You prepared them. I said, go ahead, you prepared them all. Yeah. What's from the racism here in Israel between the 